You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Mother Service, Muskegon. Hi, Muskegon. This is Ottawa County 911 calling. Yeah, how you doing? Good. You guys have access to a radar there, don't you? Yes, we do. You do. You getting anything weird down in the southern Ottawa County area? Anything weird? Hold on for a sec, okay? On March 8, 1994, a meteorologist in Muskegon, Michigan named Jack Bushong received a strange call from a 911 dispatcher in a nearby county. The dispatcher told him that dozens of people had been calling about mysterious lights they were seeing in the sky over Lake Michigan. Could Bushong check the radar and see if it was some kind of bizarre weather event? Witnesses are seeing five or six objects, some cylindrically shaped, circled with blue, red, white, and green lights, the dispatcher told Bashong. We've had reports from South Holland and over in northern Allegan County. Lots of lights moving all over the place. Bushong looked, and what he saw would forever change his life, as well as the lives of some 300 witnesses on the ground. The so-called 1994 Lake Michigan UFO incident, during which hundreds of people reported seeing inexplicable objects in the night sky, stands as one of the most curious UFO sightings in American history. On that spring night, hundreds of witnesses, campers, people inside their homes, police officers, and pilots reported seeing the same thing, a string of lights in the sky, almost like Christmas tree lights, splayed across the inky darkness. Meanwhile, things got even weirder once Bushong studied his radar screen. There, a single object caught his eye, moving at a speed of about 100 miles per hour. It zigged and zagged, shooting up tens of thousands of feet as Bushong watched in awe. As the 911 dispatcher on the line confirmed that they were seeing the same thing, the object on Bushong's radar screen went still, and then flew up, and he had the eerie feeling that it knew he was watching. It was almost as if, it was like it was saying to me, hey, I know you can see me, he later recalled. Then, Bushong started noticing more objects like it. On the ground, other witnesses watched the lights for up to half an hour. The lights changed colors between white and green and red. They sometimes clustered together or broke off into small groups. Bushong remembers seeing a triangle of objects on his radar screen, and two pilots who spotted the objects later described them as very bright and cylindrical entities that were moving at a phenomenal rate of speed as they flew above Michigan's sprawl of lakes. But to this day, the 1994 Lake Michigan UFO incident remains unexplained, and it's not the first time that something strange and inexplicable has happened over the Great Lakes. You're listening to History Uncovered, brought to you by digital publisher All That's Interesting, where we explore the uncharted corners, the natural world, and the world past. I'm All That's Interesting staff writer Kalina Fraga. And I'm All That's Interesting staff writer Austin Harvey. Today, we're delving into the second episode in our series on UFOs, the story of the so-called 1994 Lake Michigan UFO incident. 
We're getting a whole bunch of calls of some strange lights. Strange light? Yeah. Well, I'm looking at it in the vertical now, and, and I'm not really... Let's see, wait a minute, there's something right there. Could have been a plane. I don't yeah. know, but it was pretty big. Yeah, we're getting a bunch of weird ones down there, and like you see, now, we're, now it's starting to... It appears to be moving a little bit south. Yeah, there's something big down there. Wait a minute, that's really strange. It's moving. For people who listened last week to our episode on Kelly Hopkinsville, this one bears some resemblance, but it's also pretty different. It's similar in the way that multiple people said they saw things. Yeah, different in that nobody shot at them. Nobody shot at them. <laughs> nobody, well, I was going to say nobody saw any aliens, but actually there there were some, I guess, reported alien abductions uh, around yeah. the same time. But in any case, so we're, we're in Michigan, it's 1994. Suddenly people start seeing in March all these lights in the sky over 200 miles of shoreline. And the funny thing is that people, you know, have telephones now. So they're calling each other and. Yeah. Yeah. Telling yeah we each can other set the scene seeing. a bit like 1994. Yeah. You got your landline phone. <laughs> exactly. Dial up is starting to break onto the scene. Nintendo's put out some of its most successful game consoles of all time. Uh, yeah. Mario Brothers. We're talking arcade cultures come and gone. We're, we're three years away from the first Men in Black movie releasing in theaters. Yeah. So, like, yeah. The world UFOs is totally different. are everywhere. Over, over a decade after E.T.'s release, grunge is in. Nirvana, Nevermind, just came out. Obviously, this is decades after Roswell. Aliens are in the zeitgeist. Right. So then, amidst this very interesting cultural period, uh, people start seeing these lights in the sky and they start calling each other and, and telling each other about it. One woman tells her friend, I got UFOs in the backyard, and she sees <laughs> it's so like matter of fact, like, hey Nancy, I, I love it. guess what? <laughs> they I they interviewed her on um Netflix's Unsolved Mysteries. Like Oh, yeah, because they recently. covered this. They covered, they covered this, this and you wrote the article about this. I, I did. I did write yes. the article about this on yeah, the website yeah. as well. Yeah. Oh good. You're an expert. She was just like, Yeah, I, I called her and I said, Hold on, I think I got UFOs in my yard. It's like it's so matter of fact. It's amazing. I love that. Yeah. She she says that she sees four lights that look like full moons and she watches them for half an hour. It's kind of like floating back and forth. Odd thing to see. Um, but people all over all over the region were seeing the exact same thing. Uh, lights in the sky, red, white and moving. Lights going in a circle, red, blue, white, green and yellow. Basically the same thing all over Michigan. Um, My great uncle has a very similar story about watching... To, in, he was not Michigan. in Michigan. No. I don't know what year this happened. I just remember him telling me as a kid that he saw two balls of light dancing around in the sky. Ooh. Yeah. Hey. Just get your uncle on the podcast. We don't talk to him oh, since okay. the last election. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. No, too bad. <laughs> well, in any case, people on the ground are seeing these lights. People in the sky are seeing these lights. Two pilots who have remained anonymous claim they saw these cylindrical objects moving very quickly um, in the sky. And then, you know, what do you do when you see something frightening? You might call the police, which is what people did. (laughs) Right. Of course. (laughs) Hundreds of people called the police about this. One one person said, I feel kind of silly calling. And another person said, uh, he said, I don't know if you guys do anything on UFOs at all, but I got the real one. They're out there. They ain't airplanes. Yeah, you can listen to all those calls, too. They have recordings of them available online. That's the one of the amazing things about this is like, unlike Kelly Hopkinsville, 
there are recordings of like all the stuff. People took right. video footage of it too, but it's 1994, so it's not like great. Yeah. So after getting like a bunch of these calls, one dispatcher named Jeff Veldhaus calls the National Weather Service, which I guess makes sense. If people are calling about weird stuff in the sky, you might yeah. just see. Like, hey, what's going on up there? You guys got... Is there like some storm, like weird yeah. ball lightning? Yeah. I mean, there could be some yeah. sort of weather event or like something with planets yeah. or stars. I don't, know. I don't know. Yeah. Or maybe just like, hey, they have radar. Is there anything yeah. up? Like, it, it, are there pilots flying around right now that like we don't know about? Totally. Yeah. yeah. So I think it makes sense. He was took the logical next step to try to like check in and explain this. Totally. Yeah. So he calls a meteorologist named Jack Bushong and says... People are calling in and telling us about these strange objects. And I think their whole recording or their whole uh, conversation is recorded. It is, yeah. And it's funny. At first, the dispatcher says, we've had about 60 UFO calls. And Bushong goes, oh, geez. Like, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) Something I have to check out. I'm sorry. I hear you, brother. (laughs) (laughs) But then he starts looking at the radar screen, going from, like, blaming this is really silly to being like, oh, my God, what is this? Right, you can hear his reactions in real time as he's yeah. like, at first, just, all right, let me take a look. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. oh, my God. Right. Yeah, just like flabbered. Like, uh, you just can't believe it. He tells the dispatcher of Elthouse, he says, they're, they're forming a triangle. And he says, I've never seen anything like this, not even when I'm doing storms. These aren't storms. Some big ass geese. Y- yes. <laughs> what, <laughs> forming, what like, making formations <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's spoken publicly about this now. At the time, he stayed quiet. Right. But he says he sees these objects hovering and jumping really fast. They get up to 60,000 feet, um, which I guess people thought they were ground clutter. Oh, yeah. Which this, they would not have gotten that high if they, if they were. Right. And the fact that they were jumping around so much, too. 6,000, yeah, so like quickly, you, don't just, you don't just move 6,000 feet. <laughs> yeah. He, he calls an FAA control tower. And they say they've seen, they detected three aircrafts without transponder codes. I imagine pre-9-11, this, I guess, wasn't as alarming as it might have been right, today. Yeah. But they were like, yeah, there's some aircrafts out there without transponder codes. I can see it moving, and it's just moved. It's moving towards the uh, west-southwest, and it looks like a big blob. Yeah, that's the way it was explained to us. I think it's almost off the scope. Let me go to another. Hmm. This is weird. Yeah, I've never seen... I'm getting multiple insurance. One of the people that called that I had to happen to talk to said it looked like a bunch of cylindrical objects. Whoa, oh were, my God, what is that? They were going together and coming apart. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, yeah, no one knows what it was. Um, and, and like I said, he didn't <laughs> speak about it for decades. He thought people would think he was like insane if he spoke about it. And he was really upset when he found out that this conversation had been recorded because it makes him yeah. sound like he's losing his mind. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, again, take a look at what happened with Kelly Hopkinsville, where people got like ostracized from their community. Right. Granted, it's 40 years earlier, but still like up until I'd say now, if you were a person who 
claimed to see UFOs, you were considered crazy. I think now there's still a chance you'd be considered crazy. There's a very strong chance, but Unless at least now, you have like footage. Yeah, now Navy pilots and stuff are saying it too, though. So it's like right on record. So it's a little bit yes. more credible. Yeah, and I can see how he is like someone with a scientific mindset. I would think as a meteorologist. Yeah, would not want to be associated with this. But at the same time, it's not like Kelly Hopkinsville was 11 people. This is hundreds of people saw right. this. Across the state of Michigan. Yeah. And like the surrounding region. I mean, this is not even just in Michigan. This is just around Lake Michigan. So people from other states were also seeing this. People in like Chicago and yeah. Yeah. People saw it over the next couple of days, like, like moving north, more and more sightings like came out. Yeah. And people who had like no connection to each other and had nothing to gain from it. It's not like. Right. Well, yeah. in the moment, it's not like 300 people were like, let's all call 911 and say we saw these lights. You know, right. they were distant from each other and they just reacted uh, the way you might react when you see something strange in the sky. Yeah. They've since determined that it was not a weather balloon or a small plane or marsh gas or an advertising blimp or a satellite or a falling star or a helicopter or space debris or a military aircraft. That's that's everything. That's everything. (laughs) That's everything else. As a general skeptic, I do feel like if it was a military aircraft, the military might might not have said it was military aircraft. You know, true. They they do have a record of not saying the truth sometimes about things like this. I'm fairly certain at one point they were actively during the Cold War encouraging rumors about UFOs because it oh yeah skewed the public perception and like hid what they were doing well I mean we we touched on Roswell in the last episode and that's basically what happened right I mean they they said it was a weather balloon but like they didn't want anyone to find out about this project mogul um they were working on there so they were like yeah whatever you go ahead and have confusion and yeah sure it's UFOs whoa crazy yeah meanwhile working on these projects right keeping the Soviets in the dark right but now I mean we're talking nearly 30 years after the event and we still haven't seen i mean other than stuff that's been captured on video and i think that's why it's important now that like people within the military like navy pilots and air force pilots and other people are coming out and saying like hey i got this thing on camera i'm not aware of any of our technology that can do this Mm -hmm. and so like If at some point in the past 50 years we've developed the ability to make transportation for military purposes that can rapidly move 6,000 feet in the blink of an eye and uses a propulsion system that isn't like fossil fuel based, Mm -hmm. maybe we should be making like airplanes that can do that too so we can stop relying on fossil fuels for everything. Yeah. I mean, like in 94, I was thinking like, well, drones can move pretty fast and change direction right. and everything yeah not at this point in time and not that many of them yeah right that they were i mean they were these things were bright like drones even now aren't like solar flares going up yeah yeah it's very mysterious they said i guess there's a, there's an organization the mutual ufo network uh, and their michigan chapter said they received a lot of ufo calls 1994, 10 to 15 sightings a day. So eerie. Yeah. A hot and spot. even if not, even if only half of those were legitimate or even like a third of them, it's still a ton of people calling in 
over the course of one year. By legitimate, do you mean like people who actually saw aliens or people, people who, who actually think they, they actually, yeah, people, uh, people who weren't calling in as a prank. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they, how many prank calls they get. Yeah. Because I'm sure there were definitely people who were like, ha, 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 let's do this. Like, yeah. Yeah. They throw on a Pearl Jam record and smoke little weed and they're like, oh, we should call MUFON. That'd be so funny. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This- <laughs> I saw an alien in my backyard. <laughs> it kind of looked like your mom. <laughs> and they're like, oh, great. Yeah. Another one. Another one. It does kind of remind me of, I was going to bring it up in our last episode and then I forgot, but in, in like 1639 and 1644, like some Puritan lights in the sky and they didn't oh. know what it was. And it's also, unexpl- I mean, it's unexplained because it was so long ago and like, who knows what sure. they saw. Maybe like a really bright, I don't know, star or planet or something. But th- but they also saw lights in the sky, which feels sort of yeah. connected to this, this story. Yeah. I think especially um, too, I think part of the issue with all of this is like, the very large perception that like we are not ready or equipped as a species to handle information that could fundamentally change our worldview, Hmm. especially more so in like, like 1693, you said it was a group of Puritans. I'm sure they thought it was some, some sort of religious symbol. They didn't know what it was. Yeah. The default explanation. Even today, there are people who are like with the ongoing UFO hearings, which we will talk about people who are still Claiming that, oh, it couldn't possibly be extraterrestrials. It's got to be demons. Hmm. Interesting. This makes me think, and this is so, like, not related <laughs> at all to aliens, but <laughs> <laughs> if you've read, like, War and Peace or seen the the musical, I think, about Natasha, and well, one, like, theme in the book is about that there's, like, a red comet, like, slowly crossing the sky during the book. Oh. And, you know, it's, like, it's sort of symbolic of the war and also, like, all these, like, love affairs that are going on in the book and... I guess I just bring that up because I think people look to the sky for signs. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, yeah. It's only in the last century, I would maybe say, that people have been like, oh, it's aliens and not like, oh, like, I get that you said a religious <clears throat> sign or something. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, solar eclipses have had very important symbolic associations throughout history. You look at something like Stonehenge, which is kind of like a big sundial in a way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, or uh, those the Nazca lines. What's that? They're these massive lines that are effectively just like traces of constellations. Oh, that's cool. But the the really, really neat thing is like they they make very distinct images, very distinct pictures, but they were only discovered within the past century because mm. the advent of like commercial flight became a thing. Oh, so you could only see the images that these things made from the air. Wow. Yet these ancient civilizations made them. Huh. That's fascinating. Yeah. I'm not going to go full ancient aliens and say it was that, but I just think it's very interesting how people looked to the sky and thought to recreate what they saw. Yeah. In a way that wasn't even visible to them. They, they didn't know if they were getting it right. <laughs> we should talk about ancient aliens maybe in the last episode because there's like some interesting Stuff yeah, there. yeah. <laughs> there is. I mean, there is definitely interesting stuff there. It gets. Uh, yeah, I will tease right now. I know of this now defunct website, but you can find it on archive dot org. Mm-hmm. It was called truthism dot com, a very crappily made HTML website with like bright green text mm-hmm. or I think maybe bright blue, whatever, black background, really low quality, like JPEGs. 
that <laughs> you can act it's funny if you go through all the different like archive screenshots you can see it get more and more unhinged hmm. but it talks about like ancient aliens and the anunnaki and how they mm-hmm. live these reptilians live at the center of the earth and they're slowly influencing and controlling humanity and that half the people who exist are not real people and they're like puppets for these things and if you take the red pill and wake up from the matrix and then it starts to get really misogynistic at one point because of oh. course it does yeah yeah it's just like it's a really fun unhinged deep dive but i didn't know the first time i read it like back in like 2011 and then more recently for the other podcast i do i was talking about it i didn't realize the anunnaki are actually a group of ancient assyrian gods that were worshipped so yeah i know we have an article about it and i can't remember it very well but there's like yeah it's like there's like alien stuff about them yes it's very strange into. i wanted to touch on a couple of things that happened specifically in michigan as like an alien hotspot yeah totally. and actually i mentioned in the last episode that i had a story about something from the 50s and that's this thing that i'm gonna talk about in 1953, there was an unidentified object flying around in Upper Michigan, and the Air Force sent a jet to confront it. They could see the object was changing directions really fast, and the jet was traveling at 500 miles per hour. It, could, it was finally started closing in, and then the objects merged, and the jet disappeared. And it was never found. There's been no wreckage, no sign of the pilots. The Air Force initially said in a statement the jet was followed by radar until it merged with an object 70 miles off Keweenaw Point in Upper Michigan, and then later said that the radar control operator had made a mistake and that the jet probably crashed into the water below. So I think that's a really odd story. And strange because it was A, close to Kelly Hopkinsville in terms of the timing, and B, in the same area of like Michigan, weird stuff in Michigan. And that they've never found it and that it was chasing this object that seemed to be acting in a similar way. Not only is the lights in Michigan, but also, as you said, like some of the more recent UFO sightings, fast changing directions and everything. So that's very strange. As you were saying that, I had to like double check. I recently heard about this other pilot who went MIA mid-flight and reported UFO stuff. And I was like making sure I wasn't thinking of the exact same thing. And I'm not. Because mm-hmm. this story was Australian. Oh. Um, this pilot, Frederick Valentich, went missing. And there's like a transcript of him saying that he saw an object circling him in the air. Ooh. And then the like midway through his communications with the airbase, he just like cuts out and disappears. And a similar thing. They never found him or the wreckage. Hmm. Very eerie. Yeah. Vanishing pilots. I'm sure there's like tons of stuff out there that I don't know very much about, but I bet there's, but there's more incidences like that. And I mean, it is the kind of thing where like, yes, they could have crashed into the water. I think that's definitely a plausible explanation. But the fact that they both. The ocean's big. Yeah. Yeah. The ocean or lakes or whatever. But the the fact that they saw these things and then crashed. I mean, again, I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm trying to like justify, uh, (laughs) find logical explanations, but you know, they saw these things. Could that have been could that mean that they were having some sort of like problem like some sort of right right brain problem or something the one in michigan like the pilots were chasing something that they were told to chase so that's feels different but and the fact that i mean they said that the radar person messed up but yeah that feels like one an unnecessary throwing of under the busing (laughs) 
Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and does. two, like if it's regardless of something's bizarrely showing up on radar and like that's just corroborating evidence, right? Mm -hmm. That's just like further indicator that like something happened. Yeah. Yeah. It's very weird. Or it's just a really inconvenient coincidence that somebody messed up looking at the radar the same day this plane mysteriously vanished, which like. Yeah. Yeah. But like you said, the easier, what's the most simple explanation that these two things, these two like strange coincidences happened at the same time to make this mystery or and got abducted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are the two options. I don't know. It's very weird. Yeah. The Lake Michigan UFO incident is very curious, though. Uh, just in terms of Michigan being like a place where strange things happen. In February of this year, 2023, the U.S. shot down a UFO, which we never really heard much about after that happened. This, this was, I think this was around the same time as like the Chinese weather balloon. And yeah, suddenly yeah. there were like a bunch of UFOs. I mean, not, not meaning like aliens, but unidentified flying objects that yes, were getting right. shot down around the U.S. Um, so this one got yeah. shot down and kind of like disappeared from the news. But I think it's interesting that it was in the same sort of area as these other events yeah like, like what's going on in michigan what's going on in michigan yeah <laughs> very odd <laughs> sufjan stevens tell us tell us tell us yeah no it's I, it's getting harder and harder to keep track of ufo and uap sightings because it's becoming more and more one talked about because people are less afraid of like being publicly ostracized about right. stuff i think for the most part and the fact that we are in like such a highly communicative technology age where yeah. you can instantly send video right like high quality yeah. good video from your phone while you're on an airplane to somebody like that's insane it's a really interesting point because like we mentioned people did take videos of the lake michigan incident in 1994 right. but there was no way to quickly and easily upload this onto right. the internet on share tape it. it was very it was like 480p if that so it was very yeah. low quality so if you see a light in the sky on one of these old videos it's, it just looks like a light in the sky it doesn't look like anything well and i mean if this had happened today this would be online immediately oh my God, yeah instantaneous people TikTok. would be live streaming it yeah yeah which would i don't know if it would that if that would give it more weight or just within the noise of the internet give it like less weight kind of like yeah especially with like ai and deep fake technology and that's true yeah yeah but that all depends like where it's posted and how many people are posting because if it's on 300 people's instagram stories and they're mm -hmm. all like disconnected and you can verify like hey this person doesn't like there's just like a teenager who posts like selfies they're not maybe skilled in like computer graphics and you see yeah. them posting the same thing as somebody else, but it's all from a different. I, I, it would be, I think, significantly more believable. Yeah, I think that would get, get some uh, attention for sure. It also makes it harder when you don't have evidence now if you come forward and say something because it's like, hey, you have a supercomputer in your pocket. Like yeah. always. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You need the receipts. <laughs> yes. You need the alien receipts. Very strong returns. I'm getting they're, they're spiking, so it's there's something pretty it's 
doing pretty solid. No precipitation or anything, especially up at that height. Yeah. An officer yeah. Uh, in in the Holland City just sent me a message. He says, you know, can can we identify anything further? He says it looks like uh, three to four of them. I'm seeing three. Yeah. I'm seeing three, and they're separated by. Uh, yeah. uh, they look like a triangle on my scope. These are huge returns. I've never seen anything like this. Not even when I'm doing storms. These aren't storms. They're, they're like, they're just popping up all over the place. This is strange, yeah, because the officer says it's uh, green and red lights. It does not look like an airplane. Okay. They come together and then they separate and they just keep doing this all the time. I think his yeah. response is like one of the most like telling things about this story. Just his, the meteorologist's yeah. disbelief into like, wait, what? I don't know. That that part's eerie. Yeah, even if you want to be skeptical about it and say that it wasn't aliens, which is fine. There's no conclusive proof one way or another about it. Yeah. Yeah, hearing his reaction is like, okay, well, something weird was Something's going on. Something's in this guy. Yeah, and, and no one no one knows what it is. It's like Kelly Hopkinsville. I mean, it's it's almost not like Kelly Hopkinsville because Kelly Hopkinsville was like, oh, there it could have been like owls or right. drunk people. And this one's like, well, it wasn't this, 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 or this. Right. And they know that. So like, what could it be then? Yeah. It's not like everybody in Michigan was drunk and yeah. owls were flying in the sky. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brightly colored owls yeah. zooming back and forth. Yeah. So this one, I think, is an, a, definitely an odd one. I think this one and... The one we're going to talk about next are maybe two of the most believable stories I've heard. Mm, I have some thoughts about the next one. I'm sure you do. We'll get into it. <laughs> this one, I think, is a little bit more credible, I will say. Well, it's so many people yeah. spread out. And the way the information was gathered was handled a little bit better. Yes, yes, for sure. There are definitely some holes to be poked in the handling of the aerial school phenomenon. Yeah, but the interesting thing is that the aerial school UFO incident took place in Rua, Zimbabwe, which is mm -hmm. like a very small kind of rural community in Zimbabwe. One of the women who interviewed the children who said they witnessed this event also described that they were like not just isolated in terms of uh, where they were physically located, but isolated in like a cultural sense as well that they these weren't like uh, American children who were hanging out in malls and, and seeing mm -hmm. like a bunch of movies and stuff. She said like a lot of them might not even have had televisions in their homes. And so yeah. they weren't as involved in the cultural zeitgeist surrounding aliens and UFOs. And so that that to me makes their experience very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll get into that next. Um, another kind of strange dozens of people seeing something very odd. Yes. Uh, this time in Zimbabwe. Yes. Um, so we'll do that. We'll do that next week. Episode three. Yeah. Our UFO series. Yeah. So stay tuned for that. Um, as always, we have many, many things written on the website specifically about this. You mentioned earlier, I, I wrote the Lake Michigan UFO incident article for all this interesting dot com. Mm -hmm. It's one of my favorite things I got to write. I was <laughs> yeah. so excited when they got assigned to me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's a good one. It's very interesting. Yeah, so you can check out the site. If you want to be part of the newsletter, keep up to date with us, you could do that by going to allinteresting.com slash sign up or becoming a member at allinteresting.com slash membership. As always, we'd love to hear from you. You can call us. You can email us. Give us a call at 929-526-3029 or email at podcast at allthisinteresting.com. And we would love to hear from you. Alien stories, history stories, you know, 
whatever. Yeah. General thoughts on any of these incidents that we're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a relative in Michigan, the 90s, who (laughs) saw this. (laughs) Or an aunt or uncle from Kentucky who might have shot at some goblins one time. Yeah. Yeah. We want to hear about it. (laughs) We didn't really entertain it last time. But what if, and this is me, this is my own theory. What if the Kelly Hopkinsville incident really was goblins? Yeah, that's a that's a hot take. We're very focused on the was it aliens or something on Earth, but no one's yeah. talking about the goblins. <laughs> it could have been a Kentucky cryptid for all we know. They're out there. Yes. The goblins are out there and I've got my tinfoil yarmulke on. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, I didn't you're ready. want to waste all the tinfoil. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Ah, all right. Well, well, we'll talk to you next week about our next uh, our next UFO encounter, this time in Zimbabwe. What's something you learned in history class that you feel like wasn't the whole truth? Better yet, what's something you didn't learn at all that was omitted completely. That's what I like to call redacted history. My name is Andre White, the host of the Redacted History Podcast, the place where history's forgotten events, heroes, and villains get their story told, one episode at a time. The Redacted History Podcast. Real history never dies. Stream the Redacted History Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you get your podcasts.